It is hour two of the game. The game after work. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Travion Berkland. Congratulations to Bridget Everett. Actress and comedian from right here in Manhattan. Her show on HBO, Somebody Somewhere, has been renewed for a third season. Of course, if you watched that show, you'd notice there's a lot of B-roll uh, of Manhattan. The the show's not filmed in Manhattan, but there's B-roll of Manhattan. There is a lot of um, product placement, I guess, like T-shirt logos of businesses in town. and Manhattan Brewing gets a lot of love on it. I saw Vista, like she wore a, I don't think she Vista. She pretty well wears a Vista shirt on almost every show from what I oh, understand. Oh, does she? See, mm-hmm. I've actually, I've never, I've seen clips of the show, and I remember seeing she she wore a a Vista t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I was like, I kind of want one now, because that was a pretty good look. Um, but it's been new for a third season. I know she was actually in town this past weekend, mm-hmm. because at the Wareham, she had a viewing party of the season finale yep. of season two. And our very own David G got to MC the event. Yep. So remind me tomorrow to ask him about that. Okay. Because I do want to hear about that. Now, I, I mentioned in the first hour that I have finished Ozark, and I'm looking for a new show to watch. And I want a show that's already done. And I would prefer now a comedy after that emotional roller coaster that I just watched for 44 episodes. God, the drama, the anxiety. Not many shows have done that to me. As a matter of fact, two. Two shows have done that. Ozark and Breaking Bad. Man, Breaking Bad really gets you really gets you fired up in the last few seasons for sure. Uh, okay, welcome back to the game. Mitch, Troy, and Trey. Our phone number is 537-1350. Troy brought this to my attention during the break. And I did not catch this until he brought it up, but this is news from yesterday. And that is uh, Chris Del Conte's trying to push around the SEC. Isn't that about right? That would be pretty well to put it, yeah. The athletic director of Texas. Yeah. So what's he exactly wanting? Uh, he specifically was making the push for the nine conference games schedule, which many are making the push for, but uh, the vast majority of the lower portion of the conference wants to keep it at eight because... Well, it's harder to become bowl eligible if you've got nine. I was going to say, like the SEC, I'm sure, you know, the Georgias and the Alabamas, and I'm sure they're very happy about the current formula of SEC football. Mm -hmm. It's working. It it works for them. I mean, they're they're juggernauts. (laughs) Probably doesn't matter, even though, I mean, Georgia, I mean, they're replacing quarterback. They're replacing a lot, but they probably do every year. So does Alabama. Um, I think Georgia would be fine. I would imagine well, Alabama, they, you know, they can lose a one-score game once in a while. By the way, I just want to take a moment. What do you what do you hedge your bets that my niece who was in Denver last night to see a concert at Red Rocks is going Oh no, never mind. She would not go to a Nuggets game. Where is Red Rocks when it comes to Denver? Where do you got to go? Like in what direction? West. West, okay. West to Denver. City owns it. I was told it's actually, was it you that said that it's quite a hike from the parking lot to the yes. actual venue? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And it, and to get inside the venue, you're hiking up the hill. So was it Chris Del Conte that also pushed for no divisions? He was among those that are pushing for it, yes. And then what else was a part of this? Uh, then you're also looking at, of course, 
a move to maybe lean away from uh, the rivalries having matchups every year or every other year. Oh, I don't like that. I mean... Because if you go to getting rid of the divisions and are just going to start to schedule accordingly up and down the lineup, you're going to have some years where you don't play Texas, Texas A&M. Well... I'm sure everybody could have their request to play one rival. Make sure that happens every year. Like Georgia will play Florida every year, Auburn and Alabama. Sure, but you know which one Texas will take. You think they'll take Texas A&M over Oklahoma? They'll take Oklahoma over Texas A&M. Well, I'm pretty. So I pulled up an an article here. Let me see if I can. So they prefer to play as many league games as possible. This is according to the Associated Press. This is Chris Del Conte. The Longhorns prefer to play as many league games as possible in Texas A&M every year. Really? So then you could work out two rivalry games. So most of them do have two. But you would be if the scheduling pans out the way that it will likely now with no divisions. That means you're not going to get an OU game every year. But the thing is, like, I mean, rivalries are more often than not geographical. Sure. I mean, you're playing. Playing the schools closest to you. Sure. You could pot it up. Pot it up. Get rid of the divisions, which I think if you're smart, any anybody would. You could you could make sure that you get at least two repetitive opponents and the rest is just whatever, whatever the SEC figures out. It wouldn't be that hard. It wouldn't be that hard, but you're going to have plenty of arguments about some teams not getting the fair number of cracks at that UT money. Well, and and I love the idea, of course, of moving to nine conference games because that would more than likely eliminate an Alabama from playing Chattanooga right. in week 13. Right. And that's the intent. And Greg Sankey understands that that, by all rights, is probably the way to go especially given what schedule waiting is going to mean for the college football playoff going forward. I know that Texas likes to be a bully once in a while, but I, I, I'm i okay with this bullying. I, I, I like most of this stuff. I like most of it. Well, it, it's mainly more the point that it's Texas trying to bully, as they always do. I like the – I mean, if they're coming out with some good ideas. I'm just pointing out the bullying, period. Because it's Texas being Texas. Well, what if it was, what if it was Alabama? I mean, it would be expected as well, but we don't have the experience with Alabama doing that in the Big Twelve. So, if Missouri went to Greg Sankey and started, uh, they'd be laughed out of the conference. You think? You think they I wouldn't mean, get I their mean, way? Come on, you want Eli Drinkwitz trying to bully? Greg Sankey. I think you mean Eli Dorkwitz. Let's get to uh, let's get to K State hoops. Did you want to say one more thing? Uh, I was going to note. Dennis Dodd did point out Texas and Oklahoma don't have a vote until July first of next year. What was Eli? What was Eli Dorkwitz saying about NIL a couple uh, of days he, ago? He I caught a wind of it. Basically, making the point that there are some that are making more money now than what his doctor brother does. I mean, dude, you're a coach. This is, I mean, this is a guy. I, I mean, he lost my respect 
a year ago when he mocked Avery Anderson or uh, Avery Johnson rather. Yes. When a wide receiver that he was trying to push for on social media to come to K State ends up going to Missouri, and mocked him on mocked Avery Johnson on social media about it. So I, uh, it's gonna be hard to get my respect back, Eli. I'll see you in uh, I'll see you in Columbia in September. Uh, meanwhile, the K State men's basketball team. This is the headline news today for the Cats, and that is. Oh, yesterday, of course, Naquan Tomlin returns today. It is that Keontae Johnson has decided to keep his name in the NBA draft. So best of luck to him, absolutely. I hope he's right now a second-round guy, I would think. Uh, meanwhile, Drum Tang and company, it's been reported by John Rothstein that USC will be the season opener. And for the first time in over 20 years, K-State will not open the season in Bramlage Coliseum. It'll be the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, that's been you know the site that uh, has been rumored that it'll be Brett Yormark. That's where he really wants to put the Big 12 tournament or New York City, like the Barclay Center or something like that. Move it to a much bigger market, known for its hospitality. Mm-hmm. But, of course, on that team for USC, if you have not heard this, is the Prince of Basketball. He is the firstborn son of the King of Basketball. That is Bronny James. LeBron James Jr., is the marquee freshman for this 2023 recruiting class, and he picked USC. But K-State will have the honor of being his first opponent. Media's been eating this up. They now know the opponent. They now know where LeBron James Jr. will be playing his first game. That'll be November 6th in Las Vegas. Bronny, I mean, was already a superstar because he's LeBron James' son, but before he committed to USC. Already had NIL deals through the roof. I mean, it said he's making over $7 million in NIL deals. He has social media followings through the roof, over $7 million. He got over $7 million when he announced his commitment to USC. And I love this opportunity for K-State, but it has nothing to do with Bronny James. K-State's going to get a lot of attention because of Bronny James. Mm-hmm. But I like the opportunity that K-State will open up the season away from Manhattan. Major market for sports, Las Vegas. Big arena. This game is going to be nationally televised. This is how KU, Michigan State, Duke, Kentucky, this is how they always open up the regular seasons with marquee matchups. Mm-hmm. K-State is now getting their foot in the door of that kind of action. And this is a brand new tip-off event. And it doesn't feature just K-State and USC. Oregon and Georgia are involved as well. And I'm sure when this game was scheduled, the thing is like, the the behind-the-scenes part of this, I I wish I knew how K-State was the one that got this game. How was it that K-State was the one that was picked either first or second to play USC mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Because I know this is the kind of scheduling that Jerome Tang and company want to do. They want a bit of a tougher schedule than what has been previously played. They have six power six opponents now on this schedule that does not include Wichita State in that game in Kansas City coming up. I think that's in December. But now you have a first-round NCAA tournament team and they're going to get so much media attention now that Bronny James is on the team. And K-State is now going to be capitalizing on that attention. 
And I, th- I think adding this game to the schedule had nothing to do with Bronny James or really it being USC. It's where the game is. It's where it's at on the calendar. First game out of the shoot, you're getting national television after you went on a, mm-hmm. a hell of a run in the NCAA tournament with the team with the guy that was stealing everybody's attention away in Marquise Noel. You had everybody's attention. It's a fantastic transition from one season to the next. And it's much more exciting than opening up the year in Bramlage against a Florida A&M. The people are already going to show up. I'm sure ticket sales are going to look good for K-State men's basketball, and I'm sure women's basketball this year as well. You don't need to open up the season in Manhattan. When you have this kind of opportunity, you got to pounce. You'll still get those. I mean, I know Central Arkansas is on the schedule. Those will still be there. But let's be real. This is extremely more exciting than a game against Central Arkansas and Bramlage Coliseum. And I think this is actually a couple of days after a football game in Austin. Let's make a three-day weekend out of it. (laughs) Austin and then shoot over to uh, the Northwest and go up to Vegas and watch the Cats beat LeBron James' boy. That's another thing. That's another thing. I don't think LeBron James will be at that game. Maybe if the Lakers' schedule works out, he could maybe be there. But listen – K-State win or lose, unfortunately, the headlines will be circled around what Bronny James did in that game. If he lit it up and won or was mediocre and lost, all the pressure's on that kid. All the spotlight and the, like, remember seeing the, you weren't there, but I remember seeing all the cameras when everybody was waiting around Marquise Noel's locker to talk to him during the NCAA tournament because he was a superstar in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. Well, because of who his dad is, and of course he's a great basketball player, I mean, he's, he's probably a 2024 lottery pick. As I mean, that's without playing a game, but that's just where he's projected. But the media is going to eat this game up. And I consider it fortunate that K-State's going to be that opponent. Exactly. This is a hell of an opportunity. Yep. Let's see. Let me let's refresh our memory. Who else is also on the schedule for the non-con and uh, in the 2023-24 season? Let me pull this information up real quick. So K State, yes, will play USC. There's a trip to the Bahamas, Miami, Providence, Georgia. K State will play two of those three. So you have an opportunity for a reunion against Nigel Pack. Also scheduled a road trip at LSU. So that's definitely a we recruit here, so let's play here game. Uh, Wichita State Shockers in Kansas City, Villanova in Bramlage, Nebraska in Bramlage. That is the most marquee matchups K-State's had on a schedule in probably eight or nine years. First time K-State will open up the season outside of Bramlage Coliseum in 21 years. Mm. We'll take a break. The much-anticipated NBA Finals Game 1, Troy in <laughs> Vegas, when we come back after these words. Over here on Travion Berkland. Troy, do you, are you feeling at home right now? Is this your element? Not necessarily, but it works. Because after all, it's Elvis. I thought this was an instrumental. Oh, yeah, I got to <laughs> cut it. <laughs> we can get sued. Um, you couldn't see yourself just sitting in a sports book all day? Sipping on some free free beers and 
watching games on big TVs and making a few. Well, sure, I could do ten that. Ten parlays, absolutely. Yeah, I'm 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 good with that. That's something I definitely want to do. At some point, obviously, you know my football and basketball seasons are a bit busy, but I've thought like, and I don't, of course, want this to happen. But if K State just happened to not make the NCAA tournament, and I could sneak off to Vegas and watch the NCAA tournament at the sports books, mm-hmm. buddy of mine who works afternoon radio in Kansas City does that twice a year, takes off and spends a week. But that's nice. With the bulk of it being at the Westgate. A week in Vegas is a bit much. Because you can, like, if, especially if you're just spending time on the strip and you're sure. gambling and maybe spending time at the pool. Like, after a few days, you're like, probably need a change of pace. It can get kind of old. That it can. But uh, Vegas uh, can be very fun for a couple of days. As someone who's been there for a four-day stretch... I get the point. Now, if I could be there for work, that'd be fantastic. I could probably do a week then. Right. But, you know, you just, you're just you kind of tapped out after a while. Like, well, your energy's a bit drained. Yeah. It, I was more apt to go watch basketball than I was to spend the entire time in the casino. No doubt about that. Well, tonight is game one of the NBA Finals, and we just so happen to have a huge Denver Nuggets fan in studio than it is our own Trey Coverdale, who used to live in Colorado. Now, I've been just saying that. Is Denver really your... Favorite NBA team? Uh, they Do you are. have one? Okay. They are, but that's primarily for a number of factors. Jerry Schimmel, their longtime voice, by the way, was a Washburn alum uh, and is one of the Colorado Rockies' voices. Jerry is a friend. Uh, also happens to be the basketball voice of my former school. And so there's that. Uh, you know, but I, when I did my internship out there at the time, KOA was still involved with broadcasting the Nuggets. And so I got to spend some time around McNichols and do some things. So, yeah, they kind of became my team, my adopted team. Okay, so you've you've name-dropped a lot of people since you've been on this show that are friends of yours that are in the business or from Colorado. Is there anybody anybody you don't like? Uh, Yes, but I'm not going to name the SOB. (sighs) Tell me off here. I'm really interested to know. Uh, before we get to your your uh, your bets here, shout out to Coach Nick from K State Women's Basketball. He hit, hit me up on Twitter and said that I need to check out Jury Duty on Amazon Prime. Ah, said nine episodes, solidly funny. He's not the first to bring up Jury Duty, so I might have to check that out. So it's on my list now officially. So Troy, since he's a big Denver Nuggets fan, and he also likes to put ridiculous <laughs> ten leg parlays. <laughs> He likes to build them for a dollar a piece and try to win about six or seven dollars. Is going to let us know the bets we need to make for Game One of the NBA Finals. I'm going to surprise you here with uh, the way that I laid out two of these parlays, though, in that aspect, because they actually are worth a lot more than 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 the seven or eight dollars. Uh, let's first, though, note the one I mentioned yesterday, and this one to me feels like a gimme. Nikola Jokic to go with 50-plus PRA, points, rebounds, and assists in every NBA Finals game. Oh, wow. So this is a bet over all games. This is a bet over all games, but he'd have to finish 50-plus PRA, points, rebounds, and assists. I'll I'll add it up. 50-plus over every game played in the series. That's a plus 1,100 bet. I mean, he could get there in four. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's 11. No, 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 no. No, he he would have to go, I know, 50-plus tonight, PRA. Oh. 50-plus PRA in game two. 50-plus PRA in game three. 50-plus PRA in game four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now I'm like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, 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 Although, I mean, you know, they did just smoke the Lakers, so. That one is going to be interesting because he's working against Bam Adebayo. And the Heat want to play zone. But if you look at the overall numbers for the Nuggets against the Heat this season, they were close games. The Nuggets won both, but they were by a combined nine points. So the possibility is there that the Heat may have something defensively for the Nuggets. Jokic still got his. He still went for over 20 points in each of those games, in both of those games. So we shall see. Oh, and, you know, there was a little bad blood in one of them, so we'll see what plays out there as well. The parlays that I dug into for this game, one I put together is strictly just a quick 3-1. to one. You go with this, you'll triple what you lay down. This is a Troy guarantee. This is, this is a plus 322. I'm going to write this down. It. Okay. It's a very simple one. Because these are all comfortable numbers. Michael Porter Jr. to make two plus threes. Two or more. Two or more threes. Jamal Murray to make two or more threes. Nikola Jokic to score 25 or more. Jokic to collect 10 or more. Jokic uh, on rebounds. And Jokic to collect eight or more assists. Those are all marks that are relatively easy clear for those guys. The other is Jamal Murray to score 25 or more points. Murray has actually outscored Jokic in the playoffs. He's averaging 28 points per game in the playoffs. Hmm. Take that back. 30 is Jokic's mark in the playoffs, but 28 per game for Murray in the playoffs while knocking down, on average, three three-pointers per game. So how much are you going to put on that bet? I put down two bucks on that. And what that'll catch six? Uh, that'll catch me just over six. But that's a bank builder. <laughs> it's a bank builder. It, it is a bank. Listen, you got to remember, I'm the guy who limits himself to a to ten dollars across the board every day <laughs> if I'm betting. I know. A bank. Builder. I know. Okay. Listen. Are you kidding? You 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 know how much that. Uh, that eleven, that plus eleven hundred, can bring me. Troy still keeps his money in that bank that's in a two hundred people town. Listen, I have a wife to answer to. <laughs> uh, if I win that one with the uh, with with the fifty plus pra for two bucks, I get twenty four out of that deal. Look out! I mean, you could almost buy a steak. Hey, anyway, uh, here are the other parlays that I've put together. They're they're pretty basic, but they do rack up some pretty solid numbers. Uh, Nuggets money line. Bam Adebayo under 17.5 points. Under? Under 17.5. He has struggled scoring against Jokic historically. Murray over 25. Butler over 26.5. And and Jokic over 27.5. Nothing unusual to those. Those lay out pretty well with what the stats are. Okay. And the one that I put together that is first starts with the spread. Nuggets minus nine tonight. 
as we noted, the two matchups previously this year were by a total of nine points. Nuggets won by five at Ball Arena. They won by four in Miami. Take that minus nine. It's going to be a close game. It just will be a close game, especially the way that Jimmy Butler has been playing. That said, it's still the Nuggets. The other point on this is over 219 combined points tonight. That's a gimme as well. Given Hmm. the horsepower in this series with Jimmy Butler, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray specifically. All right, so for that last parlay, what's the bet? Here's here's what I've got added in. Okay. Jimmy Butler to score 25, Jamal Murray to score 25, and Jokic to pick up 12 rebounds. That bet at 942 is a plus 942. So And how much are you going to bet? I've got a buck down on it to win 10 bucks. <laughs> I mean, but come on, you put 10 down, that's 100 bucks. Did you ever end up winning cuz remember in college basketball you would bet like heavy favorites yeah i just parlay like 20 of them did uh, you ever actually hit one of those no i didn't hit one that was that deep no because the thing is like if you throw in like for it like if you're gonna do a parlay of you know 20 leg parlay you take 19 heavy favorites and you bet one game that's like a really close line or maybe take an upset Mm -hmm. And if you hit, I mean, you you bet a couple of bucks and you hit. I mean, you can make some good change. You can make some good change, but and that's I, also and going not into, likely. My, into my vacation, I actually had hit a decent streak where I picked up about forty bucks spread over three days. I went from fourteen dollars in the account to actually, I did better than than forty. I I was over I was over sixty five. So you know, I picked up good. 40 plus dollars over that stretch near 50 dollars over that stretch man you about put that uh that ferrari on layaway hey you know it keeps me from having to reach into the bank and saying hey hon i uh borrowed some money again got a real rockefeller over here all right let's listen uh, you know so you those those bets have been officially made those are the three that i have down for this all right so we're gonna recap that tomorrow okay we're gonna how much money did you officially bet so not counting the fifty, uh, the fifty plus PRA because I bet I put that one down two days ago, just because of the line that was already on it for the series. So for tonight, I have a dollar down, two dollars down, and a dollar. So all told, four dollars. Four dollars on the line tonight for Troy. We're going to see how much money he lost or made on tomorrow's show. Four dollars to make a total of let's see that's 24 and uh, so yeah you're looking at 35 dollars. Okay. Four dollars to make 35 that's my hope tonight. So by tomorrow we will learn if Troy lost four bucks or made less than he makes in a day. Here at the radio station. It's called playing within your means. He's building that bank. Let's take a break our number one song of the day next all right before travion goes i have a quick question when you guys buy a loaf of bread where do you keep it counter do you put it in the fridge fridge pantry closet so i don't need enough li- bread to i wish i could get a smaller loaf of bread because i never use enough so bread. Lindsay also keeps the the bread in the fridge i had only heard of one other person doing that my family never it, pantry or in a, in a like in a drawer or something in the kitchen. 
What, so what's uh, what's it about putting in the the bread in the fridge? What does it do? Just keeps it good for longer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. And if you want to be extra about it, you could put it in the freezer too. Usually, that's pretty extra. That that'll that'll happen if we're just not eating much of it at any given time. All right, Trey, go ahead. All right. Um, when you were a kid and was asked, "What did you want to be when you grew up? What did you want to do?" So I basically laid out three paths. <laughs> three paths. I could be a professional athlete. I could be a wrestler, or I could be a rock star. I decided at one point, wrestler was the way to go. And then I took my first bump in a wrestling ring. <laughs> and if you notice, when a wrestler lands on his back in a ring, he tucks his chin so he doesn't hit the back of his head on the mat. I did not. I hit my head, concussed. I was like, it's probably not for me. It's probably not for me. So wrestler was probably it. What but, age did you were like, yeah, no more? Well, is when I took that bump, and I think I was 21 when oh. that happened. I was going to give it a legit shot. Also, a friend of mine was already training, and a nasty boy, Brian Noms, who also used to be on Hogan Knows Best, uh, was there for a part of a seminar. So I did that, and I was like, that sucks. <laughs> That's, that really sucks. I do know that by the time that I reached junior high, I had this in mind. Nice. As what Trey, I wanted to do. What you wanted to do? You're, you're basically still a kid. What do you want to do? Uh, when I was younger, I always said music producer, and that's still something I dabble with, but... You know, can you moonwalk? I can. Yes. We are going to see that sooner rather than later. <laughs> uh -huh. We got to go. We're on for a full two and DG will be back for tomorrow for Trey Troy and Mitch. Go cats.